In the first half, we dove into Marianne's supporters and what they thought of her, as well as hearing from Marianne herself. In this part, we'll focus on people who aren't supporters of Marianne, and those who are still discovering who she is and what she stands for. Welcome back to Who Is Democratic Candidate Marianne Williamson. This is Emily Scobie, reporting from Bedford, New Hampshire. It's January 22nd. As well as finding Marianne supporters, we worked to find people who were anti-Marianne, hoping that they could offer another perspective and close the gap between bias and the truth. While it may come as a surprise to her many supporters, there are many others doubting Marianne's ability to run the nation. Inside the Petersburg Town Library, we met Peter Leishman, a New Hampshire state representative and one of Marianne's opposers. Uh, do you support Marianne Williamson? I do not. I'm a Dean Phillips guy. When asked if he believes that the media is trying to silence Marianne, his only response was, Oh, I haven't heard that. Let's see, the Wall Street Journal was at my house and the Boston Globe, AP, so at least with Phillips, and they were following him around and judging by some of the people with microphones and cameras, I think the press is covering. I don't know for sure, but it looks like it. Still, he tries to keep an open mind, something important to do in a world where so many people are stuck in their views. I don't really honestly know much about her yet, so I thought I'd come and listen. It was all fairness. And that's how New Hampshire's always been. You know, the joke is somebody said, well, have you met, say, Williamson? And they'll say, only once or twice. I want to meet her again, you know, because everyone likes to meet the candidates. And that's what's nice about New Hampshire. It's small. People really get involved in the process. Yeah, well, if she was, say, the nominee from the Democratic Party, I would say yes. You know, and if it gets down to it that Biden's our choice, you know, I'll say I'll support him after the convention. But I think It's good to have the debate, you know, having people out there running and Joe Biden hasn't come to New Hampshire. At the second event, we met a young man named Michael, someone bringing an entire new perspective to the table. So I've been a Republican for a long time. I was actually registered Republican and I switched parties this year. As the GOP stands now, they don't align with my views and core values. Um, So I'm still choosing on who I want to see represent for the Democratic or Independent ticket. We've spoken with many attendees of the Marianne Williamson events, and we had yet to speak with someone who was formally affiliated with the Republican Party. We wanted to know how someone could go from considering themselves a Republican to attending left-wing Democratic events. I think it's the cult-like mentality and support for Donald Trump, regardless of, you know, what happened in 2020, when, in 2021, when he tried to overturn the election results. So that, for me, was the breaking point right there. And I'm like, this is not a party that stands with me. And, like, what's crazy is that the Repu- Republicans today, they have options. They could choose other candidates to represent their party and to be the leader of this country, yet there's this wide support for Donald Trump, and that I cannot get behind. Michael left the Republican Party because of the fanaticism surrounding Donald Trump. But why would he not turn his support to a more popular candidate, such as Joe Biden? Uh, I find Biden to be a very weak leader. Uh, He does not represent me whatsoever. Um, I find it kind of sad and pathetic that his entire candidacy is based around, well, I'm not Donald Trump, and we want to see someone better than that. So I, for me, I look for a real leader that is, that is strong-willed, that is tough, that actually ha- that is well-rounded, and someone that's like relatively young-ish, because Biden and well, both Biden and Trump are both very senile individuals. <laughs> 
And uh, it's it's time America America needs a change. It's time we actually elect someone that represents our values. And these two right now are in their own realities and are not helping us in any way. He spoke about many of his policies that are starting to diverge from the agenda of the GOP. You know, I'm I'm someone that I would want to see a candidate that's in support of public education, in support of rebuilding and restoring this country as far as the infrastructure that we have. Someone that's continuing to fight for improvements. Um, I also want to see a candidate that, like, what I like about Marianne Williamson, for example, is that she is very critical of the military-industrial complex and the out-of-control defense spending that we have. I want to see a candidate that is going to keep our defense spending in check and will not have us involved in foreign wars because at the end of the day we need to prioritize America first and prioritize our needs above, um, you know, prioritize what is happening here in the country and the problems that we are dealing with. But that doesn't mean he is completely in love with all her policies. As a former Republican, he still has some critiques of her left-leaning agenda. I'm pretty skeptical of her views on establishing a Department of Peace and while I do agree with like her goals as a whole, I'm someone that is for like limited government still, and a lot of Marion Williamson's policy proposals do involve expanding the federal government, and that is where I'm personally concerned and hesitant on. So I do agree with like her goals as a whole, and I think like um, she could achieve a lot, but it's the expansion of the federal government that worries me. But Michael appreciated where her campaign was coming from, a deep love and care for the American people. I do respect her approach on like acting in like love and in peace rather than being a hostile figure and that's what turned me away from Donald Trump is just the fact that he's a very polarizing hostile person and treats government as entertainment whereas you know Marion Williamson to me seems more level-headed and sound-minded and I do like the fact that she takes it to a spiritual level if we push our policies like with love, then we could actually change the world to make it a better place. And that I, I like a lot too. And I'm also, I identify myself as someone of faith. I go to church every Sunday, I'm a Christian. And that's, that's who I see in a leader. And Donald Trump's recent tweet, you know, called for Democrats to rot in hell. And I just, like as a former Republican, and I asked like some of my conservative colleagues, how do you go to church every Sunday and preach about faith and God when you actively support a candidate that calls for people to broaden help. That's, that's not to me leadership. However, when we asked him about his opinions on whether or not Marianne Williamson would be the Democratic nominee, he was less optimistic than others. I mean, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's definitely possible for her to, you know, for her to win. I actually do hope she succeeds. I would hate to see Biden win, but right now the Democratic Party, from what I've observed, observed is they're behind Biden overall and there's wide-range democratic support for Biden and that's quite sad so I think like with Marion Williamson and her campaign like and the other tickets to like Dean Phillips and Jake Ugger would really need to step up and gain more votes to show that they are better than Biden. At the end of the day Williamson appears to really care about her cause no matter how unrealistic it is. Her energy gets people excited and makes them hopeful, something desperately needed in this country. Even if she doesn't win, which polls say she won't, her supporters say she is doing good in the world by inspiring people to question the system and to speak up on it. Once again from NPR, this is Emily reporting from Bedford, New Hampshire.